Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In this podcast, I talk about Borough's performance at Brentford. I talk about Wolves and their season under Nuno Espirito Santo, along with match tactics and the all-important score prediction. This is the Borough Breakdown. I'm Johnny Bullock. Let's get right down to it. Welcome back to the Borough Breakdown. Um, I hope you enjoyed the the last podcast we did um, with Dana, the the owner of the Everything MFC page, um, which, of course, we write content for. Um, It was actually great to get Dana on the podcast. Um, We uh, spoke for about two hours in total, just on and off um, of the podcast, and it was really great to get to know her a little bit more and you know, get her thoughts on the page and the, her se- the season so far for Borough and, you know, her all-star Borough 11. So after this podcast, it'd be great to hear everyone's all-time Borough 11 from when they've been following the club. So we'll post that after this podcast. But, you know, I want to kick things off um, and, and talk about the Brentford game like I always do. And I always talk about the game beforehand, but... The Brentford game, if I'm honest, I think now looking back at it after the international break, I think it's definitely a point gain rather than two points dropped. And you know, initially I was I was pretty pissed off at the the result when you know it was full time. But you know, I th- I thought it was a game that you know we we could we could have won. Um, but you know, credit to Brentford, I think. They moved the ball really well. Um, they stopped us from getting up the pitch, which obviously definitely makes it difficult for you if you you're looking to try and score goals. And you know we got the goal from the set play, which I thought we would in terms of them being very poor at defending set pieces. So it was good to to you know score the first goal after being under the pressure under pressure. But I think what Brentford did really well. With is you know obviously they they did move the ball they made it difficult for us to move the pitch and you know they didn't give us an actual spell in the game where we could have made a severe impact I think we had that little spell from when we scored and after that it just seemed that it was very flat and a bit of nothing so I think you do take a, a point in those situations but 
you know, in, in most games in, in football, you get those spells in, in, in games and you've got to try and make it count. So, like, even with Traore's goal, um, when he cut in, he just took about four men and just smacked the bottom, co- smacked the bottom corner. It was, it was a beautiful goal in, in all respect. But, you know, with that, you've got to try and kick on in those games. I think if you once you've scored, you've got to try and press and, and try and get another one quite quickly and, you know, kick the the stuffing out your opponent and we never did that we did very much the opposite I think I felt we were happy after the goal and we just decided to sit back and not really try and get the the second ball and you know it, it well they kind of deserved to actually get the point in the end or take the whole three points I thought the, the second half performance we didn't even have a shot goal until towards the end and you know, again, I have to reiterate, it's very much a point gained rather than two points dropped. And I think there'll be a point that'll help us hit our targets towards the end of this season. But, you know, with possession-style teams like what Brentford are, you know, you have to try and impress them in the middle of the park and, you know, try and starve the attackers. Um, you know, the, I think the best performance I've ever seen from it, like that type of tactic was... It was a few years ago, but it was when Bayern Munich um, played against Pep's Barcelona, and they were absolutely relentless. You know, they didn't let Barcelona have the give the ball to Messi, all the other attackers. You know, they stopped Iniesta and Xavi in their in their paths very quickly. You know, and they're very relentless. So they had the ball, they pressed it, they laid it out wide to um, Iron Robin and and of. Ribery, of course, you know, they passed it out wide to them and they were just absolutely clinical. But I think you kind of have to have those type of players to do that. So, with if you look at Tottenham at the moment, they're very, very good at that pressing style. And, you know, they were very good against Manchester City. Um, well, they have been in, in previous years with that, that pressing style of play. Even though Man City are very good this season, you know, they're they are very much beatable with that possession with like a, a certain type of press so but anyway it, it doesn't matter now i think the game against brentford's done it's it's finished and i think we should talk about the wolves game um which is of course coming up on friday on sky half five good friday really excited for the game actually it's, it's huge um but it's probably bigger for us more than anyone, really, I think, you know, it's just, I, I understand that obviously Wolves have to, you know, keep winning and hopefully they'll, well, they probably will be in the Premier League next season, but I think it's a much bigger game for us, you know, especially with the playoffs, like, looming, and I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about it, just the fact that with the position we're in, you know, we haven't been brilliant this season. I think we ha- we haven't really got out of second and third gear at all. Like, even under Gary Monk, we just didn't get out of first. We just looked lacklustre. We didn't have, like, a certain style. We just didn't get going. Under Pulis, okay, okay we're more organised now. We have more of a direct approach. But we just don't look like we've hit full throttle yet. And if we're going to do that, we have to do that against Wolves. We have to sh- really show that. We deserve to be here um, in the playoff positions. And if we do get a win, you know, we're still in that playoff position. And essentially we sent a, send a statement out to 
the other teams in the league and say, well, we are here. You know, we're we're starting to we're starting to pick up points. We are confident in our abilities, and you know what, we're going to give these playoffs a really good go. I would absolutely love if we did get in the playoffs, um, and you know we played Aston Villa away or some. I think Aston Villa is probably the better tie to have because I don't think we'll get Derby. Um, I think Fulham are probably going to finish third, and I think we'll probably finish fifth. But if I would love to play Aston Villa in those in those type of games, um, you know, probably hope in Triore just to to bang one in at the end, just in front of uh, uh in. You know, at Aston Villa's grounds, but it'd be it'd be nice to have that. But anyway, as as I'm I'm getting way too far ahead in that. I think we should. I'm going to concentrate on the Wolves game, one game at a time, as every single man just says, every ninety minutes at a time. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about Wolves. Um, be and break Wolves down a little bit. Um, as I always like to to break teams down and show how they they can be essentially defeated. Um, you know, so re- first and foremost, they've been absolutely excellent this season, regardless. Um, you know, if you've watched them all, they've just well, if you have watched them all, they've been absolutely brilliant. Um, they've they've bought unbelievably well in the summer, so well it's actually considered cheating. Um, but you know, George Mendes, for whatever he's done, that super agent, he's he's played an absolute blinder at Wolves so far, you know, to bring Nuno in, um, along with Yota, Diego Yota, who's tipped to be one of the a very, very exciting player to, to watch in the coming years. But Ruben Neves, I always bought him on FIFA. I always buy him on FIFA for some reason over the last couple of seasons that I've been bringing him in just because of that high potential and sticking him in the in my heart of my centre of midfield in my career month. So but no Ruben Neves could have went to Liverpool this season but didn't. He's went to Wolves, so whatever whatever Mendes said to him, uh, it's, it's well it's it's paid off because he's been he's he just sticks out like a sore thumb in this league. Um but I think it's Bully the centre back again. Porto first teamer now playing for he was in the Champions League last season, now playing for Wolves. You know, that point factor. And then there's obviously the two players, of course, which have been standing out pretty much this season. I know Yacht is the top scorer, but held a costume. He was paid for, he was bought for about £12 million. Still an unbelievable talent. I know he's been injured. I think he's back now, but, you know, he's he's an exciting talent to know, even watching. And that Caballero as well on the right hand side of play, that he was a very, very pacey winger. It's. It, it's actually quite bizarre how good the team is uh, on paper. Um, they just they seem just a, a cut above everyone else in this league with the quality that they have. Um, of course, they're, they're very much beatable, and you know, in the championship, everyone's beatable, and they've had off games and they haven't looked good in times. But what they've been very good at is just being consistent and grinding out results, and it and that's exactly how we were. You've got only a couple of seasons ago under Ito Karanka, so a lot of credit to them for for really kicking on this season. And I think they'll go up anyway, regardless of the result on Friday. Um, they've just got the quality there, um, and I can't see anyone else catching them. Um, I, they've got that game against Cardiff in a couple of weeks as well, so I think they'll probably seal... Well, not all, like, I don't want to seal it officially, but I think they'll seal it 
at Cardiff, regardless of our result. I think even if they do lose at the Riverside on Friday, they'll go up and they'll be a, a good. They'll be a force to reckon with very soon. It just well the the way they're going and the way the owners said they had an open checkbook in the next couple of years and well, it just it's crazy, really, isn't it? It's crazy how how football can change, but you know. Give them credit. They've they've done it this season. They've, you know, they've they've done what they had to do, um, and they've won football matches. So, and they they deserve to be up there. But you know, people are gonna think of the first day of the season, and of course, Wolves beat us one nil. But you can't take anything up from that game. It, you have to take it with a huge pinch of salt. Uh, you know, it was two teams relatively new. Well, to the, the division, really. I know Wolves have been there and they struggled last season, but they've bought incredibly well. Like I mentioned earlier on, they had a new manager, of course. We had a new manager. We've just been relegated. We've brought some new players in. And there was a mistake that relatively won the game. Well, you know, it actually did win the game. Daniel Ayala's bad pass and they went on and scored. So, again, you can't take much from it. You know, it was a mistake. It was a nothing game and... Both teams have, I wouldn't say went in different directions, but they've pushed on, and whilst we, we haven't. Uh, but let's let's talk about Wolves and how they're going to set up on on Friday. You know, Wolves have been interesting to watch from a from a neutral's perspective, um, and I was actually quite excited to to break these down. So. Wolves playing a 5-2-3 formation, um, or alternately a 3-4-3, however you want to look at it. Um, I see it more as like a 5-2-3, um, well actually a 3-2-2-3 formation. So they play with alternate wing wingers, which can be considered as wing-backs. So that pretty much allows you to have, well it allows you to play in your own area. Um, for a start it allows you to get the ball on the deck and have possession and small passes. And, you know, the wingers, of course, have to be very, well, you know, have to be very fit and moving forward and, you know, getting up and down the pitch. With the wing-backs, of course, they do imp- they do play a massive part in how Wolves play. So I know I mentioned they have, like, a possession style with small passes and they do look for the through ball when they're looking forward. So... The two wing backs sit very deep when they don't have the ball. So if Middlesbrough aren't to play, well, you know we know how we're going to play with Traore having most getting the ball and trying to do a dart and run. They can easily have two men on Traore and make it a bit more difficult for him to, you know, to to try and make that do one of those darting runs which he always does. You know, it's of of course very difficult to. To, to stop Traore when he's in full pelt, but that's what they'll probably try and do. They'll, they'll try and put two or three men on Traore at times and make it difficult for him to, to make one of those runs. You know, when they do have the ball, though, it's a little bit different. A little bit different. The wing-backs do push up to make a fall in midfield. It's a 3-4-3 formation. What a lot of teams in the Championship do, um, and this is why it's worked so well is with three at the back, is... Championship teams will play four two three one. That's pretty much one striker against, you know, three centre backs. So they can just pick and choose who. You know who defends him at times, um, and they'll just try and starve him off service. And 
teams haven't really cracked it. So Borough are quite interested on this front because they play a four three. They're playing a four three three at the at the moment. Um, but with the three in midfield, when we don't have the when we do have the ball, we're gonna over obviously overpower them in the midfield. You know, it'd be get, it'd be two against three, so you have that extra amount of advantage. But with that in mind, they're gonna sit back from that. So it's gonna be, it's kind of like a game of chess, really, of how we're going to break it down and how we're going to quickly maneuver, maneuver and pass the ball to to our front men and try and you know break them down. So I think that's how I feel like Mills were gonna do it. I think we're gonna press them very high in the first ten to fifteen minutes and starve the front three of service. Hence. For them to try and hit the ball long, you know, it's going to be obvious because we're going to be starving them and they want to try and get out. If Borak cannot break them down, they will use set players to their advantage. And if you've watched Wolves this season, they've been very, very poor at that. They, you know, they're rubbish at defending corners. They do more of like a zonal marking and they just seem to always let someone in at the back post. What the middles were always doing. Though that corner routine where Gibson runs through, I roll on back post, we'll head it in. So that could be one key element to it. The long throw in, of course, you know, not many teams know how to defend against a long throw. It always ends up being a massive scramble in midfield, so, or midfield, sorry, in, in the box. So I can see Millsborough scoring with the help of set pieces. We're going to probably try and condense them in their own half, let them have the ball in certain areas so we don't get too tired with the press, allow them to hit the long ball onto the wingers. You know, that's what I feel like they're going to try and do. Their wingers are very, very quick. You know, Yotta um, and Cavalero, Cavalero, how you want to say it? Um, they're very, very quick. Um, they'll give Shotton and Friend a hard time. On Friday, you know, if they if they if we allow them to have the ball, they'll make it very difficult for us um, to actually. It'd be like the pretty much like the Brentford game will be stuck in our own half, and they'll just dictate the play and they use the wingers. You know, the through it'll be the through ball between the centre back and the wing back, and the player will run round and they'll lock the ball back for Botti, uh, Bottini or however, however the strike, wherever his name is, um, and he'll he'll knock it in from there. So uh, what we have to do is get the ball win the second ball very quickly, make it difficult for them to break it down, force them to play along and help them sit back. And I think they'll try and play for the draw from that. So it's interesting. It, it's very interesting, this game. Um, two different styles, completely different styles. Nuno with more of the possession style um, type of play, but then you've also got Tony Pulis, who's more direct um, and you know tries to essentially get the ball to Traore for Traore to make the move. So it it's interesting. It it, it will be a, a good game to watch. Um, for more of like an analyst, I can't see, I can't really see it being a massively entertaining game for like a normal neutral who just watches just the game for the crack. I think it'd be, it'd be it's going to be quite. I think it'd be quite cagey at times and quite boring. But if what if Millsbury can get an early goal, then you force Wolves or if Wolves score first, it forces a team to come out and become more attacking. So. The first goal in the first 20 minutes would be a great game to watch. If not, it's going to be a cagey nil-nil draw. Now I've said that, it'll probably be a full-full masterpiece and it'll be shown on Sky for the next few weeks. But anyway, let's go on to the score predictions 
um, as, I, as I look to wrap things up here. Um, I think we'll win the game. Um, I think we'll win 2-1. Um, I, can, I can't help but see Seawolf scoring, you know, just the way they've been playing this season and how, how good they're through balls and have been and they can shoot from long distances with Neves, of course. So they're always going to be a threat and, you know, our inability to... No, to defend at times this season is just let us down. So I can always see them scoring, but I think I'm going to go with two one Borough. I think Dowling's going to score um, from it within the box, and I also think we'll score from a set play with Daniel Ayala um, or Ryan Shotton. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to put a quid on Shotton to score for some bizarre reason. But if it comes off, I'll probably be sitting on a foot. I won't be sitting on much, but. I'll be happy if he did score. Um, I think we'll win. Yeah, so yeah, two on Middlesbrough, and we stay in the playoffs, and hopefully we'll we'll keep kicking on. But anyway, as I wrap things up here, um, just one quick shout out towards the end. We are actually looking for more guests to come on the podcast. We are talking to a couple of ex players at the moment, and to get them on. So hopefully, fingers crossed, in the coming weeks we will get some more guests on even in the off season as well what I'm really keen on is just keep giving you content even if it's from ex-players or me just analysing any games or talking about Millsborough Football Club in general so again as, as always thank you very much for listening this is the Borough Breakdown I hope you enjoyed it Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.